1: Hey yo! that was more upbeat than I'd usually uh, say hello. I hope it hasn't put you off. I was trying to get a bit more enthusiasm in, into it because I'm I'm really falling asleep as I record this. So uh, I'm just trying to get a bit more upbeat. Someone left a review for us recently on Desert Island Dicks saying that uh, I put on a, a voice to try and sound drunk or stone to be cool. But this is just my voice. But I think it's just the general weariness that I have to deal with all the time. So um, that's me. Anyway, look, this is Desert Island Dicks. And today, Today, we have got comedian Michael Akadiri. He won the Comedian New Comedian of the Year in 2020 and he made it to the London final of a BBC New Comedy Awards in 2021. He's got a tour on uh, he was previously a junior doctor and now he's into comedy and uh, yeah he's a really nice guy and I had a lot of fun chatting to him so yeah hope you enjoy this as well we're going to keep coming back with more episodes all the time so make sure you subscribe and you won't miss a single one and And you know what we'd love? As always, if you could just give us a little review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be wonderful. Or just tell your friends. Tell your friends. You know, you always see people on Twitter going, any good podcast recommendations, tell them about Desert Island Dicks. Yeah, that'll do. Look, let's get on with the podcast now uh, while I can still keep a bit of energy up. And I'll be back at the end to tell you how you can get involved in Desert Island Dicks yourself. But now, here's Michael Akadiri on Desert Island Dicks. (laughs) Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and junior doctor Michael Akadiri. How you doing?
0: I'm very, very well, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Oh, thanks for joining us today. Now, uh, Michael, as I look outside the window, it's, it's a nice sunny day. You know, things seem to be yep. quite calm where I am. How are you feeling? Are you sort of ready to get stuff off your chest? Are you feeling kind of serene? What's the, let's get a sort of mood gauge off you.
0: Oh, yeah. There's, there's a few people that I want, I want to sort of get sank off my chest, lay into a little, like, tell some home truth. So yeah, most definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this, most definitely.
1: Cool. And I mean, are you, are you someone who likes a bit of a rant in general, or do you sort of manage to kind of go through life fairly calmly and less, and less provoked?
0: I think the odd rant can be therapeutic. I think sometimes you just need to let off a bit of steam and let people know how, you, how you're feeling. Or even if you just rant to your partner or significant other, I think sometimes it's good just to just to get it off your chest, because I think if you bubble it up and you hold it, it can go to sort of scary and dark places. So I think sometimes you do need to let, let go of it.
1: Good, good. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no one believes me that I try and be a bit positive in my real life and everyone's like, you host that podcast, like it's obviously you just like ranting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's a nice safety valve for us to let off some steam. So um, Michael, let's get into it then. Who's going to be the first Dick joining you on the island?
0: Oh, uh, this this guy is a notorious dick. He is very well known in the UK, very well known in America. And I'm sure he's known as a, in a dick in other places too. This is Mr.
1: Piers Morgan. Mm, okay, okay. Now, what are we going to say about Piers today?
0: Do you know what it is? I just think that, obviously, the Marmite character, I'm sure people love him or they sort of loathe and hate him. I'm obviously on the latter when it comes to that. But I just think that he just courts controversy. Like, I don't... Sometimes I think... I don't believe he thinks what he thinks. I think he said stuff because he knows it's going to get a reaction. It's going to go viral. It's going to get to comments. And if that's his ploy, I think it's very wise and it works. But I I don't know what he believes because mm. he just flips and he flips and changes.
1: Yeah. I just always think it's worse if you're like... If you have a sense of basic sort of moral right and wrong, but you just say mm-hmm. outlandish, crazy mad stuff to get publicity, I mean that's so much worse than if you're just an ignorant person who just like Yeah, a hundred percent. You know. A hundred percent.
0: So I was debating obviously I don't know if can I say a name that's not gonna be on the island, but say that, yeah, that yeah. they were close. Yeah, so obviously I was debating between him and Nigel Farage about I'm sure he's someone that's been brought up before. Mm. But the thing with Nigel Farage, like, I, I don't agree with his opinions. I actually dislike him. But at least there's some consistency with Nigel. At least you kind of know what you're going to get. If there's certain topics you're going to ask for his opinion, at least you can kind of guess where he's going. Mm. But with Piers, you, you, you just don't know. You, you, he just follows the tide, and I, I can't respect that because every day on this island it'll be him flipping and changing. I don't know where he's gonna go. I don't know if he's gonna go left or right or straight down the middle, mm. and I can't deal with that unpredictability.
1: Yeah, I, I just think with him, it's sort of the way like he amplifies little things. Like certain newspapers will do this; they'll kind of go oh, look at this example of woke culture. You're not allowed to do this thing anymore because there was a case in Birmingham where this happened. And most of the time, the story has been massively twisted. It's not really like, no one's banning Christmas trees. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, but it's those kind of little things that really stick and get in people's heads. And then like, they just sort of, that changes their outlook on everything, you know? And when people talk about like woke, it's like before woke, we had political correctness. And all of these things are basically trying to give us a world where we don't offend each other or we understand each other a bit better. But suddenly it's like, oh, you you can't even say I'll have a white coffee anymore because someone's going (laughs) to get upset. And it's like, (laughs) No one's saying that, man. But you know, I mean, he's such a megaphone for this kind of like unresearched nonsense. You know, 100. percent. And he knows he's going to get traction. It's no, he knows
0: that people going to latch onto it and stuff. And he's just it, it's making noise that where noise doesn't need to be made. And I think he thrives on that. He thrives on that sort of type of chaos. Mm. And you know, sometimes. You know, and it's just yeah. Because on one, at on one hand, at some point, he was Meghan Markle's friend. Now he's the biggest enemy, and he's just flipping and turning and changing. And it's just the inconsistency. I, I think you should know what a person, a man or a woman or w- whatever, stands for. And I just think that with him.
1: You just don't know what he stands for. If you're the marginalised group, he's generally against you. Like if you like, <laughs> say, you know, if if you're sort of like a person of colour or gay or trans or anything, that's the yeah. stuff that like, oh, now you're woke, and I'm not allowed to call you this because it upsets you. But like, well, yeah, it does upset them. So. Why not not say it? You've got why not like, abide by that? Yeah, you're from this huge position of privilege, and you know, it's just that whole thing of like people like him being in a position where they can say whatever they want, talking about how yeah. they're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, you have got a fancy TV show that gets millions of views,
0: and you can't say anything. Nor, nor all the people are out to get you. And it's like, no, you have a very fancy studio. You have access to interview world famous footballers like Cristiano Ronaldo so Mm. I don't think you're being censored in any sort of way shape or form Um, I think you have the platform to do what you like but that's part of the game isn't it you know if you make people feel that you're being censored or someone the big bad wolf somewhere's out to get you it sort of uh, creates this herd mentality where people really want to support you because you know if he goes and no one else will be saying this stuff and we need people like Piers Mm. because he's gonna fly the flag for us And whatnot. And I just find it difficult when sometimes he's taking government ministers to task and then I find myself agreeing with him. And that's where there's a confliction for me because I'm like, well, I agree with this point, but I don't agree with 8% of what he says. So what does that make me? And that's where (laughs) the confliction comes from.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think he's a sort of one of those you know, you basically sit on a sofa on TV. I mean, now obviously he's like a bit more marginalized because he's on, you know, that different channel. He's not on ITV yeah. and stuff anymore. Cause he had a little hissy fit, but um, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of amplification of like crazy views, which I just don't know who was ever tuning into that stuff in the morning anyway. So uh, yeah, I think it's a good first choice for the Island. And, um, yeah. and also the other thing, it doesn't matter how long you're on there for, he's always just going to wind you up just for sport, you know, and it's, Oh, he's, he, he loves it. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: he's he will be talking about football. Obviously, he's an Arsenal fan, Arsenal top of the league. So he's, we'll drive home that point as well. And <laughs> yeah, that'll be unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who's going to join him? Who's your next choice? So the next choice is someone that I'm actually fond of, but I would not want to be on an island with them. Okay. So this is someone I grew up watching, someone who I was a big fan of, still I'm a fan of, but I wouldn't want to spend any Prolonged period of time with them in a desert island, and that is Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Okay, right, interesting. What's your thoughts on Dwayne? I I think you know, I
0: grew, I grew up watching WWE, watching wrestling. He was this charismatic performer. Can you smell what the Rock is cooking? I used to say that every morning on my way to the kitchen, even though I was cooking absolutely nothing. Uh, I think and now he's obviously a huge movie star but when I follow him on Instagram this guy has a gruelling workout schedule when I like to dabble I like to work out here and there a little gym a little run but not with his militant 4am three fifty-five work workouts before in Iron Paradise as he calls it and I don't want to be on no desert island and this man is tapping my shoulder at half three in the morning to get up and go exercise that's where I tell him to, I would want to tell him to go away. I would want him to tell. I would want to tell him to scatter to get out of my sight. But because he's so huge, I could not tell him. And <laughs> I don't want to be in a situation where I've got a guy who is annoying me, but I'm too scared to tell him to
1: to clear off. Yeah, and that's why I wouldn't want to be in a desert island with him. Yeah, fair enough, man. I think I think with all these celebrities, when they're in like amazing shape and they're getting up at whatever yeah. time and sharing their workout like plan, and you're like, yeah, but. I know you work you probably work really hard and have mad schedules, yeah, but you've also got people to manage those schedules for you and Obviously. you've got a trainer telling you what to do, and yep. then you've got someone who's prepped your meals afterwards absolutely. And I've got a job so I can't spend four hours a day in the gym. So like <laughs> stop telling me that we've all got the same amount of hours in the day because oh, yeah. it's not a level playing field. Oh absolutely you know? not.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's the same time, but it's the it's what you can do at the time. That's what essentially it is, isn't it? you know. Mm. And yeah, celebrities, Molly May, obviously from uh, Love Island, uh, famous, very famously said that there's only 24 hours in the day, which riled some people. And yeah, most definitely that's like on like The Rock. I'm sure he's got a chef, a personalized chef who makes him these healthy meals. And that's the thing, you try to go to the gym, but then you've got to make a nice meal after and that takes time. There's ways mm. to get around it. Some people do meal prep at the start of the week and whatnot, but then you're eating the same meal day to day. So There's no shortcuts for having people to help you take out the menial tasks that all of us, the rest of us
1: have got to do. Yeah, exactly. So people sort of talk about like the royal family and they'll go, oh, Kate Middleton seems like such a great mother. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? Like she can click her fingers and someone will make her a cup of tea any time of day or night. (laughs) Even if I just had that... I would be a better father. Like, yeah, I would play with my kids more, and I wouldn't stare at my phone as much because I wouldn't be as tired. (laughs) Like, Don't give me... I just think... I I get so annoyed with it. But, um, I mean, also, The Rock, like, like, years ago, I had to help with someone who was interviewing him at, like, a press conference thing. Oh, brilliant. And I had, like, this little recorder with two mics coming out with different leads. And one of them, whoever packed this kit, they'd put... One mic lead was like about 30 feet long and one was about two feet long. And the only reason, the only way I could get the mic close enough to him with the recorder that I could keep an eye on the levels and stuff, but without being in shot, I basically had to like crouch right down next to his knee oh like, with the microphone. So that, cause it was just, the cable wasn't long. Enough. And I was basically face to face with his arm. Oh, yeah. And all I could think was how his arm was bigger than my leg. And it was such a sort of like, he was a really nice guy. And, you know, like, it seemed really bright and articulate yep. and just friendly and professional. But I just thought, man, just being reminded constantly of, like, how puny I am compared yep. to him. Which just like, even if you start working out with him and you're having a great time, you just always be aware of, like, God, I can't lift this rock that we need to get out of the way for the shelter that we're building. Like, <laughs> Dwayne, can you help me with the thing, mate? No, I know you said positive mindset and everything, but it's really heavy. I can't. I'm going to need your colossal arms, please. And it's it's always going to be slightly undermine you the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, someone someone telling you push harder,
0: push more, and then usually you don't. If if you know you can push more than them, then you have a psychological thing where you can probably push through. When they can do everything and more than you, yeah, it's just
1: the game's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a difficult one. I I think there's a lot of that sort of. Sometimes, sort of, borders on like life coach sort of mentality with him, you know what I mean? You think, yeah. like, I've got nothing against him, but I also think you've got a lot of extra help and it's not as clear cut as he's. Yeah, actually. yeah, I think it's the too perfect thing sometimes,
0: and I, I think he's great and stuff, and obviously, this is a bit of a joke, um, but I think sometimes it's someone that comes across as too perfect, it's almost then you start questioning things, mm. you know? This guy, obviously, you know, he's a Hollywood, he's an actor, he's good looking, he's in shape, it's like, how have you got it all? Have, and you're a good, nice, you're a nice guy too. So there's always a bit of skepticism there, isn't mm.
1: there? I saw a really weird video that he did recently where he was like, uh, he goes, "Oh, when I was a kid, I didn't have much money, and I used to go into this shop every day and steal a Snickers bar, like every day for like however long. He used to go and steal a Snickers bar, and now I've got money. I want to make it right, so I'm going to buy all the Snickers in the shop, and yeah. and anyone else in here, yeah, whatever you want, come and bring it, and I'm going to buy it. And it's like, that's really nice, but that's not. That's not the opposite of, like, stealing Snickers for, every day for you. Like, that's, like, I don't know how, I don't think that addresses, I mean, it's quite a nice stunt, but it's like, oh, I don't brilliant. think this is the same. Yeah.
0: You just need to pay for what you stole. That, that's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know someone chasing after me like look like, i know you bought all like drinks for everyone around here but like i mean you did it for years dude that's a lot of snickers with inflation you need to buy a lot <laughs> more snickers than you just walked out with man 100
0: percent. yeah the price does not change <laughs> like the price of bar has gone up so you know yeah.
1: you, have, you have to pay up Dwayne. <laughs> okay so we've got Dwayne johnson and piers morgan which is already quite an interesting scenario i think imagine it yeah um who's going to be your final person joining them the final person is someone that
0: yeah i I can't stand this person i i really can't stand this individual this man right here his name is jeremy hunt Mm. i can't stand jeremy hunt because two times in my life he's tried to mess with my money and i don't think you come between a man or woman and their money that is a problem So in 2016, I'm sure you remember Daniel, he was the health secretary Mm -hmm. and that's at a time when he was embroiled in a controversy with uh, us junior doctors when it comes to our pay in a new contract and he was trying to get a lot more for a lot less. Essentially, and we were, um, there was industrial action, people going on strike. So then that ended, somehow he won that battle, so to speak, and then he moved on, you know, I think in between he tried to become uh, the lead at one point, he was a foreign secretary, I believe at some point, and then more recently he's now the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And now I've moved more into comedy and last month or January 2013 was self-assessment month. And he's the chancellor and he's trying to take money from me in that way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in terms of taxes and HMRC were on my case. Emails, texts, calls at times. I'm like, these guys, why do they know so much about me? So this is a guy who at two different stages of my life has been involved in trying to take some money from me. And I won't be surprised if in a third stage he becomes a comedy critic and he comes to a show and gives me two stars. (laughs) But... (laughs) yeah Jeremy Hunt yeah I I can't stand
1: yeah definitely I just feel like for the last 12 years of government there's just been so many people who you know we could put on this desert island and you know and he's been there for quite a lot of it you know just sort of helping along the way and I once once a review for this podcast I got called a fawning lefty sycophant so this is this person's not going to enjoy this kind of thing but like I just think there's so many clear cut cases where it's like just just pay the people that hold our society together more like they they teach our kids they heal our are wounded and are ill like yeah just they're the people but there's no money it's like tax your mates tax your friends oh yeah stop giving everyone massive bonuses like take that money because this is the really important shit that we need and 100% you know and it's just like I know it sounds really simplistic oh it's not as simple as that it's like I bet it kind of is because when the queen died sure is. you found that money pretty quickly for a very expensive funeral right when 100% they could have paid for that themselves like there is money that there's always money like somewhere, so absolutely, I'm just sort of done with it.
0: No, no, absolutely, and I hope the sentiment is shared with more people around the country. So when 2024 and election time rolls around, we can hopefully see a bit of a change. But I, yeah, there definitely is money, and we saw with the VIP gateway with um, during COVID that. Obviously, Michelle Monet is the name which is banded about again how she was given 200 million for a COVID PPE contract, even though previously she's never supplied any PPE and she made her name in the lingerie business. So it just goes to think, and 120 million of that PPE has been found to be not of use and had to be disposed, but she still got 200 mil. So, you know, it, it just goes to show there is definitely money there that can be wasted, that can be given to conservative peers, but when it comes to the people on the front lines, we're found wanting, and that's why a lot of them
1: are currently on strike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does seem like such a black and white thing, you know, and people... I don't know, and you you can just sort of see people wanting to let it all fall apart so then they've got an excuse to privatise things and be like... Of course. You know, and people, it's like, oh God, I had to wait this long at the doctor's the other day. It's like, yeah, but that's not their fault. That's like years of it just being left to crumble and, you know, and he's, anyone who's been a part of it in the last sort of 12 years or whatever, it's like, yeah, you've got a hand in that.
0: A hundred percent, yeah. A hundred percent. But that's the thing, they're at brand new, like these problems aren't new and, you know, they're hemorrhaging staff but they're pleading and promising to hire a bag of new staff but how do you how are you going to keep the staff you hire if you keep hemorrhaging staff so yeah it's there's there's a lot of problems and uh people like jeremy hunt these continuous people that have been there from the start are part of it so yeah so that's why i could i could i couldn't
1: stand him i couldn't i couldn't be on the island with him yeah yeah and i think uh you know every now and again you might talk about your previous life as a doctor and yeah. Like and he'll be chipping in, but like, well actually we invested very uh, very heavily in that sector. Like shut up, shut up, Jeremy. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, that's when I give me and the rock give him a joint rock bottom. That's when we do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean having Jeremy Hunt and Piers Morgan together, I just think it's gonna be like Oh, it's not going to be nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I may have to become a tag team with The Rock and you know just take him out. It may, it may be one of those. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, now The Rock is making a lot of sense on the island. I think you know. Yeah,
0: I think that that's just uh, someone that we can have a bit banner of. He's perfect, but he's he's close. He's perfection. I'm not perfection, but we can still take out those two cronies.
1: <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, you've got yourself a good selection of, of dicks there. So uh, we're going to move on slightly now. Because mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? I can't stand green curry.
0: Okay, like a Thai green curry. Yeah, so my missus, she loves Thai food. That's her favourite food and she loves a Thai green curry. I can't stand it. I I don't think it looks appetising and I... I I think it's weird. Green with vegetables, I'm fine with. With anything else that is edible, I'm a bit um turned off
1: by. Okay, okay. And does it apply to things like drinks, like I don't know, like Mountain Dew or something? Is it the idea of drinking something green? Is it just a bit weird?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to drink it. Like even anything liquid like that, I'll just see it as fairy liquid, like the washing up liquid. And I couldn't drink it. I would tell myself, that's not normal. Like I see gym gym heads. Uh, they'll be drinking creatine, and that's come, sometimes comes in a green liquid. I think it looks foul. I think it looks disgusting. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh yeah, as, yeah. Except for vegetables or fruit green, otherwise doesn't doesn't make sense to me, and it shouldn't be consumed.
1: <laughs> How are you with other sort of general Thai flavors? Are you kind of okay?
0: Oh, oh yeah, like a, a sweet anything sweet chili. Ooh, I'm, I'm involved in. Yeah, get get me sweet chili or a pad thai. I can I can down a pad thai, but green curry.
1: <laughs> mm, not for me. I'm sorry. I don't offend no one, but I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> it's weird because I've never thought of it as something that could be like offensive to someone. But well, the more you say green curry, the stranger it sounds. So, yeah, so- it's green. why is it green? Like,
0: I, I, like you see, I've seen red curry or because I'm I'm used to loads of curries being like a tomato mm. base with the red sort of colour. Or um, I've I've just been having it the other day. Curry goat. Um, but green, mm, no, nah,
1: problem. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. So I suppose I, like every day, because, I mean, I think it's quite a good desert island food. You can get some coconut milk in there from, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if you've you've obviously yeah. got, like, this barrier to it that isn't going to be easy to, to get past.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, this barrier is it's a, it's a long-standing barrier. This barrier's been up for a decade now. Mm. Have you tried it? No. It's, it's colour. I think it's one of those things where I would have to be blindfolded and not know that it's yeah. on putting it in my mouth. I think it has to be something like that. I think it has to be one of those sort of... I don't know because I can't when I see it I'm like could it even reminds me of puke
1: so I can't do it <laughs> okay fair enough okay now uh, what would you try and wash that down with what's your bad drink choice
0: bad drink I, I I'm not a beer hmm. drinker at all beers lagers don't do it for me, which sounds odd. There's a section of the pub that when I go in, that the draft, when they're pulling, I don't know what is being pulled. I have no idea, no interest. I'm a spirit and mixer guy. So beer, I I, I don't like beer. I think I was first introduced to beer when I went to a friend's 15th party, and they are like, what do you want to drink? I said, well, you know, fruit juice, I don't know, something juvenile. And then they're like, no, here's Stella Artois. I tried it. Tasted absolutely foul. Disgusting. Mm-mm. Not for me. So... Since then, I, I don't even go near it. I don't even attempt it. I, I, I'm i not a beer drinker. Spirit mixer guy. Get me a Jack Daniels and Coke any day of the week.
1: I think that like, shows a lot of maturity from you at that age because most of us had the similar experience and we just like pushed through. We're like, we have to keep drinking. Like We've got to make this nice. And then eventually you're like, oh, I like it now. You know what I mean? So I think to sort of just go, I know myself well enough. I don't like this and I'm not going to succumb to peer pressure. Yeah, kudos, man. Cause- <laughs> Absolutely,
0: I had the hand that full can of stellar to our back. I said, "Mm -mm, "This, I don't know why people have succumbed to this. It's, it it doesn't, it doesn't taste good." But then I think maybe it's one of those, as you say, blokes just like, yeah, why not? Boom, and then it's just the
1: blokey thing that you just drink this disgusting. Yeah, and is it? I mean, so I guess it's like everything about it you don't like, you know, taste and the fizziness and all of that.
0: Yeah, like that's the thing, like. I, i'm i'm more of a sort of this <laughs> gonna like lower my street cred but i'm I'm more of a sort of fruity cider like i i will rather drink a copperberg or recorder link or old mute as opposed to sell artois any day of the week and if that makes me look a bit soft or whatever then so be it i'll hold that i'll wear my softness of pride
1: <laughs> it's weird though isn't it like that food and drinks have got such a sort of gendered sort of thing about them sometimes so it's like oh you like a fruity drink do you like it's, it's such a weird thing yeah it's percent. Like, you know same with like colors like you wear that color that's a bit of a girly color you like it's just a colour. <laughs> like
0: no, it's... absolutely. But that's that's the thing. That like if, if, if I went up to the bar and ordered a pink gin, it's like, huh? you, pink gin, what's going on? Da-da-da-da-da. There'll be all these questions. And, you know, so, yeah, I, th- I think it is sort of crazy. But we, we used to live in a world where there were chocolate bars that girls couldn't eat.
1: So, you know, uh, York yeah. not for
0: girls. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's the world we've come from
1: yeah I don't know man Like, I, I grew up obviously drinking lagers and stuff like everyone else and these days I do sort of feel like I don't know it's like when I started drinking Guinness and then like you know sort of hip, hipster beers came out and stuff and I went oh right I yep. do like these things you know it's like I just didn't like shit lager the whole time and <laughs> you know what I mean and, and like I think yeah being older you can just go yeah I'm not going to drink that I'm fine you know it's quite nice yeah like, 100% but, you yeah. can be
0: a bit more because you're more comfortable in who you are, then you can be a bit more decisive, can't you?
1: Yeah, but obviously, it took me a lot longer than you because you were there right, <laughs> way earlier <laughs> <out of laughs> than me. <laughs> 15, no chance. That's foul. Take it away. <laughs> also, do you know what I said to the other day? Like, the whole thing of like curry and beer, Like I just get so full. Like, I just think it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's meant to be this good combination. And I sort of get it, but. It's such a filling combination. It's like
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Curry and beer. You're you're gonna be bloated for hours, man. Bloated, full, burping.
1: You're sitting on the desert island, Piers Morgan giving you all this shit, Jeremy Hunt just sort of talking about how the Conservatives invested so much in the NHS. Absolutely. And you know, you're sitting there all bloated, trying to eat a green curry with a lager. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is, it's a complete mess. All, all three of us are going to have gout. It's only Dwayne DeRock Johnson who's looking after himself that won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's probably eating all the chicken and the nutritious stuff out of the curry, and you're just left with the sauce. And like, Oh, yeah. don't
0: remind me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: OK, now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The Plains Entertainment System continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
0: My least favourite film, or other genre of films I don't like, I'm, and this going to sound like Mr Boohoo, but I don't like rom-coms. I, I can't stand them. I think they're too cheesy, I think... Uh, you you know where the script is going at the start guy meets girl in coffee shop by chance, they spill the coffee on the shirt and then by the end they're madly in love I can't stand it, particularly of note just because my missus likes it, I don't like the notebook, it's just not believable for me, I know films, there's, it's fictional I know it's meant to be for entertainment but I can't buy into them, I can't invest my time or my heart into rom-coms mm. and I'd rather just watch a comedy rather than a rom-com, I don't believe it Yeah. so really a rom-coms
1: not for me. The Notebook, mm can't watch it, can't do it. Yeah, it's weird with, like, a a romantic comedy because there's always a bit in the middle where it has to stop being a comedy for a bit. Yeah. It starts off really funny, and then, yeah, they have to kind of get serious because there have to be a breakup or someone yeah. can't get with the girl that he wants or something. It, like, I, there's so few that are just really funny start to finish, you know. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's weird because I suppose... I suppose you do get like action comedies and sort of horror comedies and stuff a bit, don't you? So I guess it's not that weird to sort of mix up the genres. But yeah, I think there's a lot of really lazy rom-coms out there that are really formulaic and just like, all right, you like this guy and this person, so let's put them together again. Yep. Or like, oh, this is a bit like that. Or let's do a sort of take off that. That was popular. Right, so at a wedding, you know. Yeah. It's just too,
0: yeah, you say formulaic is the the correct word. I know where it's going. And I know sometimes you can know where something's going, but it can still be entertaining and fun. I think with these, I just, I know where the script is going from the start. I like, and part of the entertainment for me is not knowing where it's going, having a guessing games, just seeing, following the action, or at least with an action film, the action is so entertaining that I am i don't really care that I know where the script's going, you know? I don't mm. think with a rom-com, the, the comedy's not always that funny to take away from the fact that I know where it's going, and I get sort of bored by the end. And yeah. So, yeah, rom-coms, mm-mm, Nah, genre, I want that taken off my mm. Netflix if I can. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think so often, like, this sort of theme comes back again and again here, where I always say about how things are more frustrating when they're, close to something that you want but not quite there so you like comedy yeah. but yeah. you know this like and it's almost there it could just be a comedy film but it can't be because there's all this 100%. Other stuff. Yeah, no.
0: I, I agree with you wholeheartedly and it's why obviously my medical background i can't watch any medical dramas i can't do it i know it's not i know it's fictional but if they're doing CPR wrong, I'm switching off. I'm like, what are you doing? That's not real. The the pads for the defib are not in the right places. Can't watch it. Can't do it. So, yeah, I understand. If it's close to what I know and it's off, then I switch off. Okay. And what would your song choice be? Do you think it? I think she's done well off it. And I think she's got good, um, she's got good banner, And she knows the song's not a good song, but she embraces the fact that it's not a good song. And I think it's that uh, teenager, she's not a teenager now, who came up with the song Friday.
1: Oh, Rebecca Black.
0: There we go. There yeah, we go. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think she knows it's not a good song. Mm. I think deep down she knows. Unless she said that. I, I get a vibe that she plays along with the fact that it's it's a song that went viral, but it's not really a good song. And she's not trying to say I'm beyond to her or anything like that. She accepts where she is and in the sort of singing rankings. Yeah. But yeah. It's a terrible song.
1: Wasn't that? Wasn't the thing behind that like her parents paid for her to get it done like as a birthday present? Saying it's like, oh, there's this thing. Someone will help you write a song and then we'll record it yeah. and do a video. It must cost quite a lot. But um, absolutely. So I don't even know if she was ever like meant to be like a serious musician thing. <laughs> but it's so weird because like maybe like every couple of years it will pop into my head and it's just there and you know like I have no ill feelings against Rebecca Black like I think she's just a young girl who had this present and it sort of got whipped out of proportion by the internet so you know fair enough to her but fucking hell it's a terrible song (laughs) And when it's stuck into your stuck in your head, it's like, that's not going anywhere. No,
0: nah, a good song is catchy. Well, uh, yeah, a, a catchy song, Could you want to replay it in your head, and then you're like, oh, I want to listen to that again. You put it on Spotify or wherever it is. So it did have that replay value, which you songs need. But yeah, it was absolutely hot garbage trash.
1: And um, I think she knows it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to check. Um, I want to see uh how many how many hits it's got on youtube by now oh yeah, let, let's find out okay so 11 years ago it's got 164 million uh hits which i am always surprised it's not more than that maybe this isn't the the original one but 164 million which is pretty mad that that's, that's not that's not bad that's that's some change on youtube that's for sure although now i'm looking at her she's actually is still releasing music uh and no way. Yeah. What? And now there's like a remix of it of Friday and there's another tune called Sick to My Stomach. Wow Oh Okay interesting Oh wow good
0: going God, You go Rebecca it's still releasing music Go
1: on girl So right Okay so who knows I mean I'm not gonna Part of me is now curious What the new stuff sounds like But I also am very protective Of what goes into my brain These days Because <laughs> there's so much shit Out there So uh, I'm just gonna remain curious I was gonna say We
0: get tour tickets You don't wanna go
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Me and you We can do a live podcast From the show
0: <laughs> Absolutely Why not
1: Yeah <laughs> But yeah, as something to live with as your only song, I mean, that would just be dreadful. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You, you
0: get one hit, one does, so to speak, like like Daniel Benenfield, I think that's a banger, you know. Uh, he's holding on to that legacy, but yeah, as Friday to be your, your, your thing that the world knows you for, it's, it's a difficult one.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Michael, finally, the island is yeah. overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
0: Yeah, I I can't stand rats. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand a rat. No one is ever pleased to see a rat. No one has ever gone to be like, hey, guess what I saw today? A rat. Mm -mm. Rats, filthy, disgusting, animals of the underworld. I went to New York a few years ago and the rats were... Uh, they're huge over there they they must be in the gym with the rock what is going on why are the rats so big over there and i was going on the subway the rats were checking my tickets what's going on (laughs) what 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 is (laughs) it is scary i can't deal with no rodents
1: we need to exterminate all rodents yeah there's something about like a big wild rat that just is it just, I think it's like a mammalian response where we just can't help but jump, you know. Like, I'm not particularly scared of most sort of things like that, but anything, yeah. you know, like, if it's on the street and it's big and it sort of feels like... Because they feel like... It's a bit like foxes have got these days. Like, they sort of stopped giving a fuck a long time oh, ago. yeah. You know, oh, and they yeah. just like... And they'll just stand there going, and what, you move, you know, <laughs> it's that. Absolute which startles you
0: because you're like am I going to start swinging with a fox? Like, is this going to happen? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, I think being on the island and then having to deal with that sort of thing as well, it's like, they're not really, there's not many places you could hide. Like, if you had food that you didn't want them to get, like, they can climb really well. Like, I think Whoa. they can maybe yeah. swim as well. Like, they're one of those all-rounders, like a bear, when you're like, how do I escape this thing that can do everything? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, like, it's just, Yeah.
0: I I was already put off by the green curry, but if you see a rat in it, then what what, what am I doing? Let me exterminate myself. Forget the rat. Exterminate me,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> and does it stem from anywhere? Like, have you always hated rats so there's not like an incident or something that. Oh, I, I think just, I've never really liked them.
0: Like I couldn't watch the film Ratatouille. I'm like, why are we trying to do good PR for rats? What are we doing here? <laughs> um, But I think when I went to New York and I saw, like, them pop up under drains and how big they were, I was like, this is foul. This Mm. is scary. Um, And, yeah, I I think it was just New York tipped me over the edge. Fair play, yeah.
1: I mean, it's one thing, like, on the underground sometimes here in London, you see, like, little mice and stuff. But they're fairly kind of harmless and they're so tiny and they just sort of disappear out of sight really quickly. But they're not, like... A big rat plodding along, just. So. Oh
0: man, it just make it just makes my skin crawl. I'm like, well, what? are you like? How are you this big? What have you been eating? And uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, Mm-mm. me and rats. Mm-mm mm sorry. Fair enough. Yeah, well, look, I think it's a good uh, icing on top of the cake made of dicks for your island. I think, um, <laughs> you know, you've got some solid choices in there and, uh, you know, you've created your own personal health. So, uh, yeah, good for you, man. And uh, thanks for coming on today. <laughs> now, look, what are you up to at the minute then? you you got a tour? Or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it's called
0: No Scrubs uh, as it's about my life in the NHS, my life outside it. And it's going on a UK tour, so it's sold out in Edinburgh back August 2022. I took it to the Aberystwyth Comedy Festival as well in October, but now we're focusing on venues up and down the country. So we're stopping off in London, which is sold out, but I'm going to add a new date. Uh, Bristol sold out, we've added another time. Uh, Cambridge, Brighton sold out. Leicester, Manchester and Birmingham still have a few tickets and cambridge has a few tickets so if you're in any of the cities or towns and you want to come out this february or march then feel free to find me on social media which is at michael aka is akadiri but if you type michael aka i should come up and hopefully see some of you guys
1: there nice one brilliant well we'll try and catch you on the road and uh thanks for coming on desert islandics again today mate thank you for having me lovely lovely time on this island <laughs> good luck with it <laughs> thank you There you go, that was Michael Akadiri there, and I hope you enjoyed that as well. So, Here's your chance to get involved with Desert Island Dicks. I'm saying it like it's a competition or something. It's a thing we do all the time. Regular listeners will know all about this. It's our sister podcast, Compact Dicks, and it's where me and former host of this show, James Deacon, get together and just share some of the people and things that you, the listener, want to get off your chest and who you'd hate to be stuck on a desert island with. So you can pick any of our normal categories, people, song, food, drink, film, animal, any of them, or you can even go off-piste and pick an object or just a concept or an idea that annoys you. So it's very much open to you. You can write us an email by going to dickspod.com contact or you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at dickspod as well. So there you go. That's how to do it. And uh, there'll be another one of those along shortly. And there'll be another one of these along shortly with another great guest. So, uh, yeah, subscribe and you won't miss any of them. Desert Island Dicks with a sync Clap production. It was dreamt up and produced by James Deacon. And uh, thank you to John Deacon for additional support, for all of the help you give us with our archives and just, just general support, just being a nice guy and a fan. Oh, yeah, and it was hosted and produced by me, Dan Benedictus. Right, I've run out of things to say, so, uh, yeah, bye.